What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel, coming to you with another edition of Ladies Links. Likes, locks, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell goes a long way for me on this video, goes a long way for you. That way, you become a prize whatever great content is going on here at our little neck of the YouTube woods that are just getting underway here. Miami ended up having a small play on them yesterday, didn't even end up on the premium Discord in the, uh, the on the betting card when it finalized because. Well, people were falling down like flies. You had everybody out, and then you have Jovic start, and he is just smashing. Good for DFS. Good for that Miami play for sure. Uh, we'll talk Charlotte here from the get-go. I'm excited to run that one back after Monday, that's for sure. Uh, didn't end up on the card, but again, people freaking out about a lean. Don't freak out about leans. But we're going to like it this time around, which is going to be an enjoyable experience. Bet 365. Check them out. Enjoyable experience. If you're in one of the nine states, including Arizona, that is, then again, the newest of the nine states where Bet365 is now active. You can sign up for them down below. If you haven't already, you bet five, get 115 bet credits. I'll talk about all the other states here later as well. It's only for 21 and over. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But excited to break down 13 games, 13 games, and then only three. And then an all-star break. I get to have a week off. I kind of need it at this point in time. Uh, just kind of been... been Leaking oil a little bit all over the place the last couple of weeks. And well, not last couple of weeks, last couple days it was, but had a really phenomenal January. February's kind of been sputtering. So I'm excited to get back on track. And well, this 13 gamer would really help. That's for sure. Got some really good closing line value. And again, Emmanuel quickly. I know that lock didn't work out the other day. One for nine for three. That is not an enjoyable experience. So we're looking for a little positive regression in terms of some of these plays. Obviously, Odd Shopper is going to talk a lot of unders. They're going to help you with that positive EV tool because, again, it is truly, truly a print fest over there right now. We'll talk about them later as well. But focusing on overs here because it's the night before, trying to beat some of these numbers that I think are going to be moving. With that, lots on this intro for a 13-gamer. Oh, better make up time. Producer Jacob, hi, hello. Let's get to the picks. I'm going to try to be brief and not waste everybody's time in some of these spots that aren't not going to be bettable, but this is a bettable spot. Atlanta taking on Charlotte. Got to talk about the front court here from Atlanta. I think this is kind of the main thing that's bearing out in my model here at the moment. They've been without Clint Capella here for a long, long time, but now they're going to have to be without Onyeka Okongwu, which is going to force Bruno Fernando into starting center duty. For people who don't know, Bruno Fernando is not the kind of guy Atlanta, a team that wants to play up in pace, do a lot of crazy stuff. Again, third in pace, 102.1 possessions per 48 minutes. He's not that kind of guy. He also fought back spasms at the end of January. And I just think Charlotte, I know that they don't have a lot in their front court, but I don't know how many minutes they could really get out of Bruno Fernando. This game could get small really, really fast. Grant Williams playing the backup five and then doing a lot of other stuff. It is just fascinating what could end up happening here with the Charlotte team. Now winner of back-to-back. -back. Obviously, everybody lost their minds when I wanted to lay 11 and a half with them the other night. And what did they do? Well, they win outright. Because I said, this is going to be a better team than expected. I tried to say expectation and expected at the same time. Didn't work out well. It was like a brain freeze. It's like when you have, yeah, it's awful like that. But Charlotte, they are going to be a little bit better here going forward. Not that they're going to be good, but what I'm saying is Grant Williams, he got sent out on a rail here for basically talking back to Dallas. They didn't want to give him the ball. He didn't play well with friends, and, well, maybe P.J. Washington can be that guy for them. I don't know. Maybe he fits the model of their team better. Gafford or uh, <laughs> getting Derek Lively back. That's going to be a fascinating storyline here for Wednesday. But this is a fascinating one for here. How the hell Atlanta deals without having a true center here? You could have Grant Williams going up against DeAndre Hunter, 
Can he get up to more minutes here? Can he get to 28, 30 minutes? And maybe they can just go small Jalen Johnson at the five. I think it's very live to happen. And as such, just give me a strange shootout basketball game. 241 total. That's about appropriate. But I like getting the seven and a half here with Charlotte right now. I'm more than happy to back them here at the moment, which is a weird thing to say because Grant Williams, not really, quote unquote, good for what Boston wants to do or what Dallas wanted to do, but playing for a meaningless Charlotte team, I think he's going to go out and be semi-decent for them based on some of these numbers. And obviously, if he's knocking down threes, then yeah, he's going to actually be good. We head to Orlando and the Knicks up here next. And yeah, gross, disgusting, horrendous, horrible basketball game. Orlando at the tail end of a back-to-back. You've got the Knicks here that are starting to get, well, not even healthier. They just have an inflection of new guys. But then Dante DiVincenzo had a right hamstring sore issue that is now putting him questionable on the injury report, as well as Isaiah Hardenstein, who's had to miss a couple of these in recent days. And yeah, that's going to make it a very difficult proposition going up against an Orlando team that, well... They're going to be able to rebound the basketball. They're going to be able to do those kind of things and play defensive basketball. This is just going to be a slugfest. And what I really don't want any part of, considering Orlando's on the back-to-back, Jonathan Isaac, we'll see if he plays some of these back-to-backs here as, as well. 99th percentile defender in the league. And then that Hardenstein piece. If he ends up playing, I would like the under of 215, but am I willing to just go out and put it on like a point moving here or there here at the moment? I'm just going to sit, wait, sit tight. If this line moves down to 213... 214-ish. It's not like I feel like I missed out on anything. I'll just pass. There's 13 games on the slate. Don't force in anything, but right now, this is the best available. The Miami Heat currently up on the Doc Rivers-led Milwaukee Bucks, because that's a thing. Nikola Jovic, uh, again, might have to make this guy like an introduce, like an introduction, introductory member of my family. Why can I not say introduction or introductory? It's like I'm trying to say both words at the you don't care. I don't care either. Miami plus four here in Philly. And Tobias Harris already ruled out for this basketball game. When I take him off the floor, Tyrese Maxey, it's strange because obviously the usage goes up without him and Joel Embiid, but the efficiency also goes way, way down. Now, I liked what we saw out of him the other day. He ended up on a uh, he ended up on a pickup slip that ended up falling a little bit short there of that 36 and a half PRA. Probably not willing to go dive with it here against a, a Miami team that well, they make you play the longest defensive possessions. They are fourth in pace themselves. Sorry, fourth slowest in pace. Big difference. Fourth slowest in the entire National Basketball Association. And they're dinged up themselves here, but it could end up just being a slugfest type basketball game here. Another back-to-back situation where I just don't trust what I'm looking at. If I had to do anything in this game right now, it'd be the Philadelphia money line, but it's a buck 75 to be laying it here right now. I don't know the Miami injury situation. I don't know if Jimmy Butler gets back here yet. Nobody does here as of right now. He's mourning, uh, mourning the death in the family. I think Philly money line makes the most sense. And we do know that Jimmy Butler has it out for Philadelphia. So if he can play, he will play. But again, just so many uncertainties here. Philly Moneyline, if you absolutely have to have it, but I don't want to play anything in this one either. We now begin the stint of a couple of points props. We're going to go lean like lock in the next three, and I'm kind of excited about it because I feel pretty confident about each one. I just need to see where the number is on this one at open. You got Brooklyn and Boston running it back, this time in Boston. That's why you're seeing 12 and a half as opposed to the eight and a half, nine that you had throughout the entire day on Tuesday. But on Wednesday... You're going to have Al Horford sit the second half of a back-to-back. He does it every single back-to-back, so it's a pretty predictable situation. I'd be shocked if he didn't sit out. And Kristaps Porzingis comes in. He'll start. He'll be the guy. 
and you're looking at an opportunity for him to absolutely smash if he ends up playing in this one. Brooklyn, they have Nick Claxton. They have Dayron Sharp back here. They have Watford if they really want to move it off the bench here and, you know, work in Wilson, work in Vinny Smith. They have some guys that they can rotate in, but none of them are capable of stopping a Kristaps Porzingis who can just go pick and pop all day. I am going to throw this out there. I think Brooklyn has a chance at plus 12 and a half to be a really good piece of value in the event that either Brown or Tatum sit on the second end of this back-to-back. And I don't think it's that crazy they do. I think Brooklyn has a good chance of sitting a Ben Simmons on a back-to-back, considering his injury history here as well. So lots of unknowns. But with that said, if you get the opportunity to bet Kristaps Porzingis up to 20 points right from the get-go against Brooklyn, I think you just do it. I have no concerns about his minutes here. I have no doubt in my mind that this was pre-negotiated, that they were going to have Al Horford play the front end and then have Kristaps play the back end here at the five, being the guys who are getting the primary minutes. As such, expect Porzingis at full health, full strength, ready to rock. I have no qualms here. And again, if he doesn't play, it's just voided. So life is good. Kristaps Porzingis, north of a 24% usage. If you can get one of Brown or Tatum off the floor, let's do that. Let's also do Odd Shopper, my friends. The positive EV tool, the fantasy optimizer. If you're in a non-legal state, having an opportunity to play at prize picks and underdog and being able to shop for the best lines, being able to have the best spots, even at Pick'em, no matter where you are, no matter what state you're in, the best plays in the, at the sports books and in fantasy optimizer type games gameplays are going to be available to you over at odd shopper that's in addition to the discord insider access so you'll get my betting card you'll get all of my plays non-stop if you follow me over on tiktok you have an opportunity at lindy's locks to see exactly what some of those pick slips are but friends everything for the low price of 15 bucks a week 50 bucks a month but using promo code lindy l-i-n-d-y 20 percent off yes expert picks discord premium tools that becomes 12 dollars for your first week for $42 for your first month. So utilize promo code Lindy at checkout, signing up down at the link below. Check out that goodness, my friends. Back to the picks we go. This is a disgusting one. Chicago plus nine going up against Cleveland. This one's for you. Now, I hate that I bet this last week and again, lost. But it's all about what happened in the game and what might have changed and what is the piece that was missing here. It was Alex Caruso. But we'll start on the Cleveland side then because, you know, Evan Mobley's starting to play more minutes. He is trending up 28 minutes. I think 30-32 could have been on the table there if they had really tried to push him there. Shorten up the first rotation of his second, of, of the third quarter it was. There we go. And then just made sure that they had everything covered. So Evan Mobley, 28 minutes for him last time out. I put him at 30 for this one. I think going up against a Bulls team that does have a propensity to try to go to Vooch and Drummond at times. Again, very, very, very little overlap last game. That's kind of what I expect going forward since they didn't move Drummond at the, at the deadline here. And I think that shores up minutes for two guys. One, Ayo Desunmu, and the other is Alex Caruso, who is questionable here. And here's the thing. If you bet this, it will get voided. So you parlay people. If he ends up ruled out, it'll just get voided. But as such, this is a low introductory number here at seven and a half points for Alex Caruso underneath these circumstances. We know they want to play him 35, 36 minutes a night. They kept the same construction of a Bulls team trying to make it happen here this season. It's not going to happen here this season. But, hey, it's at least fun to think about. But Alex Caruso, over the course of this season, yes, it's a very difficult Cleveland matchup. But he averages 10 a game. He's now playing more minutes than he had been. 27.1 minutes per game. And, obviously, Ayo Desunmu taking away some usage. More minutes of Kobe White taking away some usage. No Patrick Williams on the floor. That hurts as well because, again, that's more Ayo with the ball in his hands. More Kobe White. But 
Alex Caruso still has a decent enough usage, and I have him at nine and a half points, which technically should make this a lock, but I'm a man scorned. There are times where Alex Caruso just decides to go out and not chuck the basketball. He has at least attempted two threes here, though, in every single game of the year of our Lord 2024. So that's at least something to have on the uh, on the back burner there where he's been shooting it from time to time, but he's obviously out there for defensive purposes to be that hustle guy. And well, that's why it's number seven and a half. I like the over of it. I have it on the card. Again, parlay people. You have to know he's questionable going in, but if he plays, find it hard to believe he's not playing mid thirties minutes in a competitive spot, even low thirties minutes, seven and a half points. He can run into a couple of threes. And obviously you're not beating them on the interior. Three point shooting will be at a premium here trying to beat Cleveland. And now we reach perhaps the weirdest lock that I can remember all season long. We've got the Pacers taking on the Toronto Raptors, and we are going to the props market. Obviously, most of my locks end up being props for very noticeable reasons. One being that, well, sometimes these spreads, you're maybe getting like a 2 3% expected value. And as you look at the top of Odd Chopper, day-in, day-out basis, a lot of props. Again, yeah, you might not be able to get as much money down as you could on a general spread, on a total, things of that nature, a money line for sure. But at the same time, these are the numbers where you can really ramp up your expected value if you're paying attention to certain things that are happening with certain basketball teams. One of them, for me, has been slower to react to exactly what's going on with Mr. Tyrese Halliburton starting to play more regular minutes. Andrew Nemhard slotted in as the starter here the last couple, and I think that's going to be a permanent stay here for him. He's now played 34 and 33 minutes the last two against the Knicks and against Charlotte, two teams that are not exactly uh, up there in pace and well charlotte's not great defensively but the knicks surely are you are now looking at his opening points prop number at eight and a half playing alongside tyrese halliburton 34 and 33 minutes it doesn't take a lot of usage and a lot of math to figure that this might be a good spot against a toronto team that's been dead last in defensive rating over the last month of the nba season that's a real thing, and it's very surprising, and I do expect positive regression for that, considering they do have Jakob Pertl back to kind of not hold down the center spot. He's been actually a, a much worse depend, defender this season than that of two years ago. Only played 21 and 20 minutes the last two, but got completely blown out. Again, this is a team, Toronto, that is going to be playing up in pace compared to what you normally would see, and the defensive rating is as bad as it is for any team in the association over the last month, if that were to stay true. Indy, we know they're going to push up the pace themselves. They've been number four, three, two for throughout the entire season. Currently second, 102.5 possessions per 48 minutes. And Andrew Nemhart is at eight and a half points here, averaging nine. But that being in just 27 minutes per game here this season, you put that barometer up to 33, 34. I expect this game to be competitive. I have no doubt that this is the best play on the slate right now, and it is so wild to say that out loud. Andrew Nemhard, more than eight and a half points. That's your lock. Enjoy it. Some people aren't going to like that because they don't know who Andrew Nemhard is. Little fact, I played at Florida. He was a lovely little basketball player in college. That's about all I know about him either. We got Houston, we got Memphis in kind of a spot that, uh, well, we just went from a spot that I'm locking on a guy that, eh, you know, walking into a little bit of a new role. He had that role earlier in the season, but now, again, 
permanent without Buddy Heald. Should have probably thrown that in. But Ahmed Thompson here, Houston and Memphis. Ahmed Thompson, a rookie starting to get quite a bit of run here. As for the Memphis side of things, just pay attention to the news because you never know who's going to be there with the team and who's not. Like, Scotty Pippen Jr. got dinged up. I doubt he plays here in this spot. They're going to be on a back-to-back. -back. They play on Thursday again, so that's cool. I, I think Jacob Gilliard starts a really good spot if you're Amon Thompson to come in undersized guard on the other side get a couple of boards fill a stat sheet like you normally do and that's why I'm leaning towards the over 23 and a half PRA guys playing mega giga minutes tons of minutes here for Amon Thompson completely new role here within this basketball team within this frame without Fred VanVleet out there he's played 34 32 33 38 minutes lots of ways for him to get there for you rebounds the ball like crazy him and his brother both do just haven't bet it yet because I'm, I'm waiting to see this. It's juice minus 120 right now. I'm probably not going to have it on the card, although I really, really want to. Just want to see the usage come up. Because again, everything I said was really nice and lovely about him filling out a box score. Not shooting the ball a ton. 13, 8, 12, 8 points despite all of those minutes. Uh, it's just on the fringe here on the outside looking in on a 13 gamer all right let's talk the eric is he on drugs portion of the program here the washington wizards taking on the new orleans pelicans and there are not many people who pay attention to like rotations the way that i do on a day-to-day -day basis because it's really how you go about projecting minutes how you go about projecting like where's the baseline i should have for each one of these specific players and i gotta say one of the most frustrating teams to cover is the pelicans mainly because out of the middle of nowhere Jonas Valanciunas will just get ripped off the floor and they'll start Larry Nance in the second half without even thinking about it. And it is so tilting from time to time that there aren't even really words for it. And it's not like books don't know that it's happening. But I'm starting to be of the mind that in undersized type matchups, such as this going up against Washington, that it might happen more times than you think it does. Now, Jonas Valanciunas could be very live to smash in this basketball game. In fact, I'll be looking in the double-double market for him as well. But they're 13 and a half point favorites. Larry Nance probably closes a lot of games that are close to blowouts as is. There is no opening number on this. And yet I have to imagine it is going to be gigantic. And now, I mean, I'm throwing this out there as well. I'm talking like double digits. We want to get 10 to 1 or much, much greater here on a play that I'm contemplating here. Because, well, he's not somebody who's done this forever. Like, this is legitimately not something that you've seen from him since December 31st. I'm thinking about Larry and Ant's double-double here because, again, it's a matchup with an undersized five situation with no Daniel Gafford there in Washington. He's now with Dallas and absolutely smashing every time out. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out here going forward. But as I look at this, Marvin Bagley probably going to get the start and play a lot of minutes. Omer Yuri maybe is some backup five. Anthony Gill if they really want it. But, like, Jonas Valanciunas should smash it. But you're not going to get the price that you're looking for there. I might be firing up Larry and Ant's here as a double-double candidate going to be looking at his points going to be looking at his rebounds lean beyond lean but also intrigued how does that sound there's a there's a cute adorable thing that producer jacob did in the corner i just want to acknowledge his work it's a question mark it's a lean and it's a question mark again i don't do drugs so there's that Bet three, six, five. Damn good five. Let me tell you two it one more time. Bet five. Get 150. Bonus bets down below. When you click on the linky, it's naked soaking wet thing 
Anyway, don't shake it like a salt shaker. Just bet five, get 150 in bonus bets by signing up down below if you're in one of the nine states. Yes, nine states that Bet365 currently has available to people. Arizona, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Ohio, Virginia, and Louisiana. Uh, Boo times. A little bit of that. That was actually a pretty good one. I'm not going to lie. But bet five, get $150 in bonus bets down at the link below. You can also do the first bet safety net up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If you've got a larger bankroll, take advantage when sportsbooks are giving you amazing promotions, especially when they're reputable ones with advantageous lines like Bet365, one of the worldwide leaders in sports gaming. Only if you're 21 and over, 18 and over in Kentucky. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. The Spurs, the Mavericks, and I got to say, this is a game that I'm like actually excited to watch, mainly because there's a couple of intriguing storylines. One, that Wimbenyama character just had a triple-double with blocks. Victor Wimbenyama had a triple-double with blocks. That seems good. It's pretty good. San Antonio's still not trying to win basketball games, but they couldn't help themselves. But destroy Toronto north of the border. Oh, hey, that really hurt. How could you, man? Oh, no. Put on my snowshoes and go down to the Sheboygan. Or wherever the hell you go. I don't know what Canada does. Anyway, San Antonio, uh, they're not trying to win basketball games, but when Binyama should keep it semi-competitive. Trey Jones, who? Trey Jones, who? Devin Vassell. Those are decent enough basketball players. And then Jeremy Sohan, some days wakes up and chooses violence. That was one of them in Toronto. As for the Dallas side, you got a healthy Luca, healthy Kyrie. Fun times, fun times. But PJ Washington, Daniel Gafford, jumping into the starting lineup. Very intriguing. CC, very intrigued. That was a Dan Levitard's dad joke. But here you are, looking at a number of pieces that are coming back into the full. Maxi Kleba, again, off and, and didn't start. Daniel Gafford goes out and smashes Washington. That was not enjoyable. And then... Well, P.J. Washington tilts me to no end. But Derek Lively questionable here. I was going to take a gander and see if any props got posted pretty darn early here because I think you got to make a stand. I don't know. I have no idea if they go Lively or Gafford. Gafford's played so well the last two that I'm assuming they slowly bring back Lively. I think it's like 16, 18 minutes for Lively and maybe nothing more. Because you got to have minutes for Kleba still. He had been playing well, and he stretches the floor and guards multiple positions. But this is really going to be a all-hands-on-deck, stop Wemby at all costs kind of thing. I think Kleba makes the most sense as that guy. But yeah, it's so hard to figure out where the prop market is going to be going with some of those opening numbers. So I'm going to be waiting on that while I do. San Antonio plus 11.5 is a big opening number. I'm not completely bought into P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford have fixed the Dallas Mavericks. If you believe that, you're crazy. But obviously Dallas should be favored by double digits. They have Luka. They have Kyrie. They are much better. 30 to 1 as opposed to 1,000 to 1. But again... San Antonio, 11 and a half with Wemby here. I'm thinking about it, but I'm much, much more interested in props here. Can't wait to see where the opening numbers are on those guys. Four games to go. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell as we talk alike here. Sacramento plus six taking on Denver, 229 and a half total here at altitude. The major storyline here, you're not going to have Kentavious Caldwell Pope more than likely out there. He's questionable right hamstring tightness. Left that game early in Milwaukee. Didn't look good from the get-go. I doubt he is playing basketball here. And then Jamal Murray, questionable with tibia inflammation. For a guy with a storied injury history, not what you want to hear is tibia inflammation so it is what it is 
I'm looking, friends, at this Denver side, and you have to be, have to be contemplating a play here. You just, Sacramento, they haven't started here yet tonight. I understand that this number opened with, again, the, the massive questionable tags on two guys I just listed, but I think Jokic is one of those guys that on a back-to-back for Sacramento, traveling into Denver at altitude, this just feels like a trappy, trappy Sacramento spot where Denver is primed, ready to rock. They got embarrassed in Milwaukee, and I will back the MVP in these kind of spots until the cows come home. Now, you could. Again, I put a very small play in on this one from the get-go. I'm going to hope that somehow, some way, this move, number moves away from it. Maybe we get to four, four and a half in the event that Jamal Murray. Again, it's not that I don't want Jamal Murray out there. I really do. But I'm pretty positive KCP, one of the better defenders, three and T guys in the league, probably isn't going to play based on how we looked against Milwaukee. And still, I think that's baked into the number. Like Denver, get a small play ahead of it. And then, hey, you can add a little bit more later in the event that that news doesn't break our way. You can hit eject. Nothing that needs to get a force on a 13-gamer, I promise you. Whether it's following me over on X at Eric Lindquist and asking me for a play or two that weren't on this video, or being in the premium Discord and getting my full betting card, you're not going to be short of plays here on Wednesday. Detroit on the tail end of a back-to-back -back in Phoenix. 14-point dogs, a little bit larger than that against the Lakers. Makes sense. Phoenix is a better basketball team, and they're on the back-to-back. -back. 240 total. That's a hefty little total, but Detroit been pushing the pace here of late as they've gone to Ivy at point. Cunningham playing a little bit more off ball. He handles the ball plenty still. But the whole point is that the main three, Duran, Cunningham, Ivy, they're your guys you need active if you're going to keep this one competitive. As such, I will say, I'm leaning towards Detroit plus 14 here. The Phoenix Suns, they're going to be on a back-to-back -back here as well. It doesn't completely remove the idea that one of those main three rests on their side. So... Ah, oh, it's just like a who a battle of who could care less. Well, Detroit looked pretty good the other night against the Clippers. We'll see how they look here against the Lakers. Again, plus 12. Got some closing line value on that. Close to 10.5 on the likeish lock that we discussed. Of course, it moved away. It moved away because people are seeing what I saw. The Detroit has been an improved basketball team. Uh, not improved is probably the they're playing more minutes for Durin, Cunningham, Ivy, and those are their serviceable NBA players. And Fontecchio, he looked really good against the Clippers. Not sure that that'll be a long-term serve because he's a 28-year-old. But, well, if you don't got it now, you're probably not going to have it for, like, a title team at some point. And Detroit's not going to be that. So that's a good talk. Glad we had it. Detroit plus 14, just a lean. Another unintriguing potentially intriguing depending on how injury news falls if you can guess that one right great otherwise so many moving parts probably going to hit eject i'm going to amend something i said earlier because i did say alex caruso that seven and a half that we were talking about over seven and a half was my favorite play of the day no 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 friends we have an opening number on this this is my favorite play of the 13 game slate the lakers on a back-to-back -back, taking on utah not playing basketball on tuesday that's useful one Second part of this is I love, 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 love when a young player doesn't smash when you start to see the starting lineup adjusted. What do I mean by that? Keontae George comes out, gets the start. Chris Dunn goes to the bench, only plays 19 minutes, ends up being kind of a wonky game script altogether. But Keontae George really fell hard on, on just from a shooting perspective, from an everything perspective here. Keontae George... 30 minutes and 29 minutes against Phoenix and Golden State, respectively. Four for 11, two for 10 from the field, in addition to just one for 11 combined in those two games from three-point land. I think we got to look at some positive regression coming. Now, he's only a 33% three-point shooter, but 
He's been willing from that department, had gone five for nine, four for six, and had been shooting the ball better over the course of the last month, which is something you can expect from a young rookie, a kid who, you know, is starting to get his footing at the NBA. But I think he's going to get every opportunity to, to succeed. Apparently couldn't say that. To succeed here. But Keontae George, friends, if he plays 30 minutes against a Lakers defense that has two bottom 15 percentile defenders in Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell starting and playing 34, 36 minutes a night, this is a line to get ahead of. You want Keontae George over 17 and a half PRA because he has the keys to this Utah Jazz point guard spot from now until eternity. He will get the first crack over a Jordan Clarkson. He will be way ahead of the rotation over a Chris Dunn, who is out there purely for defensive reasons for 18, 20 minutes a game. But Keontae George at 30 minutes a game can fill up a stat sheet. That is just something that he can do. And we've been waiting for the minutes. He averages 24 per game on the season and already and 24 minutes a game is getting close to this 17 and a half number. In fact, he exceeds it. 18.2 PRA per game. So you factor in the VIG, you factor in everything else. 17 and a half PRA. I have him closer to 21 and a half friends. Keontae George, smash your lock of the day on Wednesday. The Clippers, the Golden State Warriors, they rounded out, kind of going out with a little bit of a dud. But it's okay. Golden State, they're going to get to play without a Kawhi Leonard on the other side for the Clippers. That's pretty enjoyable, if you ask me. As for Golden State, they're getting much healthier here. Obviously, Draymond Green and Kaminga, they keep running the table. They've been beating everybody. They've been on a crazy heater. And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. want to watch hangover now i don't want to watch it with the super bowl in vegas last week so no time no time no time for this game either golden state minus two and a half have a great wednesday 13 games we're gonna have a lot coming down the pipeline over that premium discord go check it out down below and that does it for another edition of Liddy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays that exist here on the board for Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Alex Caruso, please shoot the ball. Keontae George, just do everything. It'll be an enjoyable Wednesday. That's for sure. We're going to get some closing line value on both of those. I can promise you. And Alex Caruso, you could also just not play, and that would be a bummer. But... Check out Bet365. If you're in one of those nine states I talked about earlier, go down below. See if it's available in your state. Bet365, Bet5, get 150 in uh, bonus bets right from the get-go if you're 21 and over. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you, Producer Jacob. Nice tight 30 here on this lovely Wednesday. Enjoyable stuff, enjoyable stuff. We'll see you guys back here on Thursday for a three-gamer before the All-Star break. Let's try to get back on track here, that's for sure. Uh, hopefully Tuesday goes well. It's, it's going okay so far. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Wednesday.